Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, good Tuesday afternoon, one and all. I'm going to say Monday like five times today on the show. Welcome to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. With you for the next three hours, going to keep you uh, entertained and informed and have some fun on this post-Labor Day. I guess this is the real Deborah back-to-school day uh, around uh, North Georgia. You know, school's been in session for a while, but the real back-to-school traffic doesn't start until after Labor Day. So here we are. How was your Labor Day, dear? It was, I was here, yeah. so it was fine. Oh, you're working? Yeah, yeah Shocking. always. Yeah, Shocking. exactly. Um, I had a really big Labor Day uh, breaking news, Longoria, on the Mark Aram home front. Uh, this is pretty cool. Yes. Where is Hector? Maya and I got a new dog, little baby Soba. It's so cute. Not really a baby. She's like four or five. Uh, but it was the coolest set of circumstances uh, for, for folks that don't know in May, uh, Maya and I lost our beagle Bosco 15 and a half years old, devastated. We were crushed. We we're like, we want to get a new dog, but let's just wait till the new year and, and things will settle down. And one of our listeners, a guy named Lou down in McDonough, he drives for, uh, one of the rideshare services and he was driving home after picking up some Chinese food. And he saw this little beagle walking in the middle of the road and he scooped her up and he brought her home. Um, and, you know, he he went door to door in the neighborhood, see if anyone was missing. He was checking Facebook posts, took her to the vet, got her shots and everything. And he called last week and was like, hey, man, um, I talked to him off the air. He's like, I know you lost your beagle and I saw this this dog just walking the road and I thought it was meant to be so. On Saturday, Maya and I drove down to McDonough to Lou's house and met Soba. That's what we call her. It's a it's a noodle, Longoria. We named her after a noodle. Okay, a, a she Japanese like a noodle. She she's a big bowl, a little bowl of noodles. Uh, and we picked her up, and oh my goodness, she's like Bosco miniaturized. Oh really? Yeah. She's that little? Oh, she's tiny. Aww. Bosco was a little chubby beagle at like thirty two yeah. pounds. Soba's 15 pounds, and she's That's just... perfect size. Oh, she's just a little snuggle. She, I love her. Uh, our other dog, Deuce, is like... Because all Soba wants to do is play with Deuce, and Deuce is like... Bah! You know, like... Bah! Deuce is Now old. he's the old man. Yeah, like, stop jumping on me, kid. This is... Uh, but we're so happy. So thank you to Lou. And Maya made a great point. Like, the, the connection that I have with the audience, that that guy would think of that. You know, I lost Bosco in May, and he, he stumbled upon Soba in the road two weeks ago, and he had the... You know, he remembered that we we lost. So um, I'm so happy. I'm very, very happy. Nothing will ever, ever replace Bosco. But no, uh, but you, you know, you want another dog? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think it would be it wouldn't be this quick. But the fact that how it happened, it was like yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. So I got little Soba in my life. Uh, I have I have two dogs. Longoria has two daughters, and I would imagine Longoria. I, I mock you for your driving skills. Right, right. Um, but as a, as I have a, a funny story about that, by the way. As a parent, we'll get back. Make sure yeah, you remind yeah. me to get back to that. As a parent, 
are 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 you or are you not cautious about who you let drive your daughters? Oh, definitely, yeah. There, like, there are certain probably. I don't even know of anybody that's driven them other than us. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're you are particular. If you didn't know the parent, say Cindy's parents are going to pick up Livia for a play date and go to Monkey Joe's or whatever, you want to know about the parents before oh, you yeah. let your. Definitely. My mom was the same way. I got uh, when I was I don't know maybe five or six years old. My buddy's dad got tickets to the Yankees game, and he invited me. And my mom's like, "There's no way you're driving into New York City with that kid's dad." <laughs> Did she know how you drove though? She knew he drank. Oh, she's like, oh, she's yeah, like, yeah. "There's not a chance in hell I'm letting you get in a car with that dude because he's, you know, he's right, right. He's a drinker, right, right." Like he, yeah. And she, she's envisioned him nine innings of baseball just chugging beers and then driving back from New <laughs> yeah. York City to Connecticut. She's like, right. it's not. And I was crushed. I like, oh, just yeah. crushed. Oh, and the worst part of it, I didn't go, but the my buddy who did go with his dad, he caught a, uh, a home run ball. And I, that could have been, that uh, been, been me, a yeah. Willie Randolph home run ball. The reason I bring that up is, obviously parents are very protective of who lets, uh, who they let their kids drive with. Which is why I am so... Uh, adamantly in favor of school bus drivers. I, I've talked about this many times on the show before, how, uh, what an, what unsung hero school bus drivers are, right? Oh, yeah. Longoria will think twice about, well, I'm not going to let Livia drive with Mr. Johnson because he's, he's a weirdo, you know, right, 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 <laughs> but right. you have complete faith in putting the girls on the bus with a bus driver. You ha- parents have faith in bus drivers as well. They should, they, they have, I don't know how many kids are on a bus these days, 50, maybe if it's packed, yeah, 35, guess, yeah, 50, whatever. Know, yeah. But, you know, those, those, those drivers, those men and women that drive your, your kids to and from school, they have your kids' lives in their hands, right? You trust them twice a day to take your kids to and from school, and they're severely underpaid, and that's a tough job. Deal, can you imagine dealing with 35 Great well, schoolers. Deal with two of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. So I've always been on the side of bus drivers, and the story that I'm going to talk about in just a second breaks my heart. So here's a story from Channel 2 Action News this noon out of Spalding County. Meantime, a local school district is now having all of its schools go virtual starting tomorrow. Spalding County is, says it's having trouble getting students to and from schools. Channel 2's Taisha Fernandez is live for us in Spalding County, and Ty. Uh, We're told that three transportation staff members died recently. Yes, Laurie, it's been an emotional two weeks here, and I just spoke to administrators with the school district who confirmed that at least one of those workers is a bus driver. I'm working to confirm the other two. Now, we're standing here at the Griffin High School bus entrance, and as you just mentioned, school is in session here today, and that's because school district administrators want to have a smooth transition into their virtual school that starts tomorrow. Now, we spoke to a parent who wants this county to have a virtual option for the rest of the year because she said this Delta variant is frightening folks and she just wants more from this district. We'll be talking to her and we'll also be trying to confirm those other workers and we're trying to get their names. Administrators said that they have not been able to confirm that they talked to all of the family members, so they're not releasing those names quite yet, but we could get them during the day. We're working on that story with the parents, and we'll have live reports on Channel 2 Action News starting at 4 o'clock today. We're live here in Spalding County. Taisha Fernandez, 
Channel 2 Action News. So in case you missed it, Griffin Spalding County Schools are going to now move to virtual learning, move back to virtual learning like we did last year, because three members of the school transportation system died from COVID-19. We find out later that it's two school bus drivers and one school bus monitor. I'm not sure what a monitor is. I think they check the names to make sure you're oh, on the right bus. Yeah. Right? I got you. Okay. Yeah. Like you're, you know, little Jimmy's supposed to be on this bus. Yeah. Can can you just think about that? They're so worried about the the safety now of the school bus drivers that they're like, "All right, forget it. We're just going virtual." Man, and those those two bus drivers and that monitor, you know, they lost their lives performing uh, you know, a necessity, a, 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 an unsung uh, profession for sure, underpaid, uh, overworked, and, and they lost their lives because of it. It's just, it's unbelievable to me that, that they have to deal with that. And I don't know, do you think Longoria is a parent? Is Griffin Spalding Schools, are they making the, the right move here? Being like, hey, we're just going to shut down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. We had some problems in Cobb County with uh, a couple of bus drivers. I'm not sure exactly what the problem. Understood. Sorry, Longoria. What the, what the problem was, but um, uh, they were they were having to double up, so they were having to like drop off kids and then go back out and. Understood, Taisha Fernandez. We just heard her story from uh, Channel Two Action News. Joins us again, uh, Taisha. Thanks for for checking up. Any update on the story since uh, we heard your noon report? Hey, Mark. Yes, I actually just talked to administrators here at the Griffin Spalding School District, and they just gave me the name of one of the bus drivers. His name is Bobby Leverett. He's the one who died over the weekend from COVID. And, you know, I think you just mentioned that two bus drivers and one bus monitor in the last two weeks died from COVID. And instead of going to an all virtual option today, they actually had all the kids come into the school building today and they were on the buses because they said they needed to have a more smooth transition going to virtual. It just seems like they weren't very prepared. I know that many students don't have Chromebooks to work on at home, so that's an issue they need to solve today. And I know that many parents are going to be at the school board meeting tonight here at 6. But, you know, from what I'm hearing from parents, there may be more parents here saying, they don't want their kids wearing masks despite everything going on. Unbelievable. Taisha Fernandez from Channel 2 Action News. Have we heard from any of the uh, the folks that drive buses down uh, in, in Spalding County and fellow drivers' reaction to them losing uh, their colleagues? You know, they're all giving me messages through other people because I think they're afraid to talk to me directly um, because they'll lose their jobs. That's because they don't quite know me yet and don't know that I will protect them. Mm -hmm. But if any of them are listening to me now, please get a hold of me. But I have heard that many of them knew this was coming because they said they don't have time to disinfect these buses between these routes. And I've gotten pictures of masks all over the floor. And I know this sounds a little gross, but saliva on the floor. So the kids and the bus drivers say this is not surprising that the virus is spreading the way it is. And some parents want them to go to all virtual for the rest of the year. But then again, there are more parents who don't want that. So they're very split here. Real quick, real quick. So tomorrow they will start uh, temporary virtual learning in Griffin Spalding schools. Is that right? That's right. And they, at least until the end of the week, they're going to update that when they can, but they know for sure until Friday. Awful, awful. Two bus drivers, a monitor parish, uh, prompting Griffin Spalding schools to move to virtual learning temporarily tomorrow. Taisha, thanks for the update. I really appreciate it, buddy. 
Always. There you go. Tyce Fernandez. You can see her on Channel 2 uh, Action News at 5, 6, and 11. Uh, your thoughts on this. I just feel so bad for the, the bus drivers doing this thankless job. They have your kids' lives on in their hands every day, and now they're losing their lives because of this job. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Entertaining, local, plugged in. Atlantis News and Talk with Mark Aram. Weekdays, 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Two bus drivers and a monitor die in Griffin Spaulding. The school system going to do uh, temporarily virtual learning through the end of the week. Just a, a horrible story, and I, I feel for bus drivers who, who are having to deal with uh, a very difficult job, very stressful job, right? You've got the lives of these kids in your hands, and you're not paid very much, and and two of your colleagues, three of your colleagues now have passed. Uh, Shane joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Shane. Hey, how you doing? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Good man, good, good, good. Just hanging, uh, driving home here. Uh, but yeah, I live down in um, Griffin, Spalding County, and uh, I think it's a good option for now. Uh, it's gotten bad on the buses, and I mean the buses are overpacked. Uh, from, and as a matter of fact, uh, that was uh, my daughter's uh, bus driver that passed away uh, over the weekend. No way, really. Yeah, Mr. Bobby. Yeah, Mr. Bobby. Man, he had a heart of gold. Uh, my daughter, I mean, all the way through high school, she's a senior this year. She's always rode his bus, and he was a hands-down guy, great guy. Oh, that's sorry to hear. Do, do you know how old he was? Uh, nah, I want to say my up uh, 60-something like that, maybe. Okay, okay. Maybe and, I'm not 100% sure. And uh, we had a lot of calls asking if these drivers were vaccinated. We have no way of knowing yet if, if these drivers were vaccinated. Uh, but that's that's a tough loss. What what did your uh, kids say about the passing of Mr. Bobby? Well, we told her last night. That's when I found out last night from a uh, person, you know, uh, from the school system and said that I said, because I had asked her, I said, was it Mr. Bobby? And she said, uh, yep, unfortunately it was. And then I told my daughter and she just kind of went in the house. Oh. Really upset. I'm know, sorry so. to hear that. Sorry to hear that, Shane. Uh, pass along our well wishes to your daughter losing uh, her friend. Uh, Steve's in Atlanta. Steve, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey. Hey, Steve. I was just wondering, uh, do we know what these drivers make and whether or not they receive government benefits from the county or the jurisdiction? I, I think we, you know, we've done shows on the past, but I think the average salary of a bus driver in Georgia is about eighteen or $19,000 a year. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I believe that, you know, that's you have, they have summers off, right? So that's, uh, I guess, a nine-month uh, uh, contract. And they make like eight between eighteen and nineteen thousand dollars a year. I think that might be the starting salary, but they don't make a lot of money for sure. And and I'm sure Mr. Bobby, uh, who passed on, a lot of you know retirees do that as as a uh, a way to stay active and and stay involved in the community. But uh, certainly, you know, no one's getting rich driving a school bus. No, I wonder if they get benefits like the teachers. Uh, ooh, like a pension? I don't think so. They, they're not, uh, I believe they are employed by the bus company who's then contracted by uh, the school system or the school district. I don't believe they're actual school employees. Uh, that, that would make sense. I could be wrong on that, but that would that's be my best guess. Uh, all right, we'll keep talking and taking your calls on this story. Griffin Spaulding uh, County School is going to go virtual starting tomorrow. 
after two school bus drivers and a monitor perish because of COVID-19. Your thoughts and what should the school system do going forward? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. This is Josh Wolf, and even though he's a New York Giants fan, <laughs> go ahead and listen to the Mark Aram show. Speaking of football, I got to tell you a fantasy football story later on Longoria. By the way, I missed okay. I missed Longoria's draft. Longoria yeah. runs a league here, and I totally whiffed on the draft. I got another. I reminded you twenty. I know, and I have another draft tonight that I set an alarm this time. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about. No one cares about my fantasy football teams, but I've got a great story about the loser of uh, one of my fantasy leagues. It was pretty funny. Uh, We're talking about this breaking story out of uh, uh, Paulding County. Uh, Griffin Paulding School is going to go virtual temporarily tomorrow, starting tomorrow, because uh, two bus drivers and a school bus monitor died of COVID-19 over the last few days. Uh, And I mentioned the, uh, you know, I I have a soft spot in my heart for school bus drivers, not only because they they, uh, drive our, your precious babies around, right? They, you trust them twice a day to get your kids to and from school. But imagine doing that difficult job, not getting paid for it, and dealing with Atlanta traffic. Like that, that, uh, can, I mean, you're driving right now, folks, on the downtown connector, I-75, and you realize how just awful it is. And they, have, they do that for a living. Every day. With 30 screaming kids in the back. <laughs> yeah. You know? No yeah, AC, no, no radio. A, yeah, just, a, I mean, it just they're just unsung. Uh, they, they don't get paid enough. It's a, it's a tough job. It's an important job. I mean, think about it. They have the, the lives of your kids in their hands. And it's just sad that we lost three of them. I, I mock Longoria for his poor driving ability. You could hopefully will never be a school bus driver. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the story? I, I doubt it. <laughs> what's the story you want to say about your driving? Oh, so my cousin called me this weekend. Uh, my, my daughter's sick and he called to check in on her and we're talking and he was like, Hey, by the way, why are you the worst driver in Atlanta? <laughs> he saw your post, and yeah. I was like, oh. So I told him the story about you complaining every time oh, I, I drive so, you around. Bad driver. And how drunky Charlie was complaining about how I was driving around <laughs> yeah. so he wouldn't throw up in my car. Drunky Chuck. Did you tell was, him about how you hit Sanjay's gate? Yeah, I told him about the gate. I was like, and then that just blew up into a whole thing, and he was, la- he was just laughing at me. Yeah, so Deborah made a, on Photoshop a, a, a mugshot of Longoria wanted for busting side, and I posted it, and your mom's like, what? My baby is not a bad yeah, driver. Watch out, dude. She, she was She's very, not gonna like you. very defensive there. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Longoria. I love your son like a brother. He's a great dude, a great dad. He's just, he's just not a good driver. <laughs> I mean, it's true. different. He might be good in Corpus Christi, Texas, yeah, yeah. but here in Atlanta, poof. Well, I learned from the best here in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> he's not good. Uh, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Your thoughts on the breaking news out of uh, Griffin, Spalding County, and the school system there, and what should the uh, school do? Uh, now that the, they're they're running low on school bus drivers because of COVID nineteen, Eddie's in New York. Is that right, Eddie? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, uh, Mark Aram? What's up? I got buddy? a question. Um, in New York, we have to have we have school bus drivers. They're mandatory to have to take a vaccine now. Okay, mandatory. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the vaccine, uh, you uh, you're gone. They should do the same thing in, in Atlanta. Take the vaccine, whatever it is, and it has to be done. Okay. They're paying people right now in New York about thirty dollars an hour. They're paying people in DeKalb and Decatur about twenty-eight, between twenty-five and twenty-eight dollars an hour, because they can't find school bus drivers, and it's paid for by the school district. Same thing in Gwinnett County. They're paying about twenty-four, twenty-five. Which is an which hour. is way more than it used to be, right? I mean that that's not yes. what they were making a couple of years ago. 
No, a couple of years ago, they were making 17, 18. Yeah. They can't find school bus drivers. I, I do uh, send out my condolences to the, uh, the families and everything else in uh, Griffin County. And uh, I feel for them 100%. But they have to get the vaccine. Yeah, I, I don't know where we are. On, I don't know where we are on vaccine mandates with with school systems right now. I don't think that any school districts are mandating teachers, uh, administrators, or school bus drivers get vaccinated. I could be wrong on that, and I'm wrong. Apparently, uh, my buddy Taylor, traffic trooper T Bone Pickens, says that the uh, school bus drivers in Barrow and Gwinnett are school system employees. So I guess it varies county yeah, to county. Yeah, sure. Each county. Yeah, different. I would like financially. That doesn't make sense. They should. They they should be. Uh, employed by the bus company and then the bus company is hired by the school. Maybe some of the smaller school districts just need him for like sports, yeah. field trips, and just daily transportation. But not only is there a shortage of school bus drivers, but because of my wife, I know there's a, there's a shortage of substitute teachers. I'd totally be a sub. Right now? Show a film strip. You know, <laughs> yeah, remember, just, substitutes were the best. Yeah. Here's a worksheet from the ditto paper. So so my wife is uh, an ESOL teacher, English uh, for speakers of other languages. That's her That's her main focus. So she goes into classes and helps uh, kids that don't, that has English is not their primary language. Uh, but because there's so, so few subs, she's having to sub all the time in other classes. You know, like, oh, Mrs. Jenkins is sick and we don't have a sub. So Maya, you're going to have to sub in her class right now, which is, you know, not, not her job. You're just 15 minutes away from the latest news uh, from Chris Chandler. Another, this, I mean, I don't want to get all, you know, all COVID heavy on this, but did you see this story? Uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia University, they just hired a 24-year-old assistant basketball coach, died because of COVID-19, 24 years old. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spend the whole day on COVID, uh, but Chris Chandler will have the latest on that coming up in about 15 minutes. I do want to talk about this story. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Deborah, um, but there is uh, in works in the United States of America to build a new city. This is really? the one in the middle of the desert. They don't know where it's going to be yet. Oh, okay. It could be in the middle of the desert. So there's this uh, this billionaire named Mark Lore, and I don't really know much about him. Uh, but he has a vision for a 5 million person new city in America. And you think about the growth of America, right? It started in New England and and it just, you know, the, the growth was just natural. It happened. It just happens, right? Atlanta was uh, a railroad depot city that has become the empire city of the South where, you know, aside from the being the the uh, the railroad depot in its early beginnings, it really doesn't make much sense for Atlanta to be such a big city. Right, it's right. not near the water, but you know, but it, you know, all the growth in the United States has come naturally. These these cities start as small towns and they grow. Even New York City was, you know, the island purchased from the natives for eighteen dollars in beads or whatever. That was it was very lightly inhabited, and now it's the, you know the densest population in the United States. This, as far as I know, is the first idea for a planning of a new city. Um, and again, this guy wants it to be, uh, eventually, uh, home to 5 million people. It's going to cost about $400 billion to do this. Um, and they're looking for possible locations. Deborah mentioned in the desert, uh, possible targets include Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, or the Appalachian region, according to the project's official website. Uh, and they plan on this actually coming to fruition, the beginning of it anyway, in 2030. So less than nine years away that they want this thing to go. And they said it'll have to start with $25 billion in funding uh, to get it started. 
And the the key to the city, and I know Liz is going to hear a lot of pushback on this, is that um, any it, it's going to be diesel fuel diesel vehicles like fossil fuel vehicles are are not going to be allowed. It's all going to be electric. And the hope is that everyone lives within 15 minutes of their employment of their job. So that's the vision, the grand vision of this futuristic city. I don't know if it's ever going to happen or not. I know I'm not moving there. You know, I'm maybe when I was 23, I'd be like, oh yeah, let me go to that new city. Um, but at, at 47, I'm like, no, I'm not, what are you crazy? No, it's not, I'm not going there, but I am excited. Like if it does become a, a new city, they will have like new sports franchises there. You're like, oh, they'll have a new baseball team or a, a football team. That'd be cool. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you more about this new city. Would you have any interest to moving into this uh, utopian city of the future that might be built in uh, Arizona, Texas, or the uh, Appalachian region? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. And what would you want in a new city to get you to move there? Is there anything that would be like, all right, I, I could move there if this is if this is around? 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Atlantis News and Talk with Mark Aram. I'm just really stoked that Mark's on earlier now. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour is sponsored by Comcast Business. Circling uh, back to that uh, breaking news with the uh, school bus death story in Griffin, Spalding County. Uh, very observant listener, Chuck, on my Facebook page uh, asked if, if these three deaths, two drivers in the monitor, were confirmed to be COVID. And you're absolutely right. They, they have not been yet confirmed. Um, the school system has not commented if the deaths were related to COVID-19, but in their actions uh, in order to go virtual, that's kind of signaling that it probably was COVID-19 related. So very astute observation. So just clarification there. We have not yet confirmed that the school, uh, two school bus drivers, the monitor did indeed died with COVID-19. So thank you for pointing that out. I definitely don't want to be pushing any sort of fake news here. Uh, but if we get confirmation or if they weren't COVID related, we'll certainly pass that along. But it doesn't take away from the fact that that's a, that's a thankless job being a school bus driver. Uh, Patricia wants to comment on the uh, school bus story. How are you, Patricia? Oh, I'm doing well. Can you hear me? Perfectly well. Great. Um, and, and not to make light of the COVID situation, because the whole thing is just utterly terrible, and my sympathy to all those who have lost loved ones. Um, but I wanted to tell you a funny uh, school bus story. Um, I don't know how many South Carolinians remember when school bus drivers in of South Carolina could be students at the high school um, for whom they drove. I heard, I remember always, talking about that, that that wasn't just in South Carolina. That was a number of places where Longoria, they would have like seniors in high school as a part-time job, <laughs> really? drive the yeah, school yeah. bus. Tell us about that, Patricia. Idea. I know yeah. that's horrible. If you were 16 and you could drive, um, you could, you could be a school bus driver. You parked it at your house. And you just picked up the children on your way to school. Um, I was one of those children who were picked up. And one of the things that was a lot of fun is because if you did not have snacks in the afternoon or snacks going to school, the school bus driver would just stop at a little <laughs> corner of country grocery store, let you out, take a loop around the field and come back and get you. I, I mean, I, I, I hate that 16-year-olds are allowed to drive legally right now at all. I can't even imagine a 16-year-old driving a school bus back then. That's unbelievable but, to me. 
Well, and with, with no cell phones or anything, but we were in the country, and so I guess we thought it was great fun, but things sort of st- started happening at my school, and the, the school bus drivers were getting more lenient. They would let their girlfriends, um, you know, sit right by them. On oh, the, oh, on yeah. The I can only imagine <laughs> the plethora of problems that popped up because they were having 16-year-olds drive the school bus. Uh, if you're li- listening, uh, the administrators down in Griffin Spalding, don't don't let high school kids drive the bus. I know you have a shortage, but that's probably not a good idea. All right, more on the uh, breaking news on the school bus. Uh, another tragic COVID death. Chris Chandler is going to update you on that. And I want to talk more about the city of the future. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. to the show and a good a Tuesday evening to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 5.09, nine minutes after five o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday on WSB. Extended family here today. Devada Green, the executive producer of the program. Uh, Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck Low off this tea. week, but he's not in uh, vacationing in Montana or the French Riviera. He's on Daddy daycare duty, uh, so we wish him well with that. Casey is filling in on the phone, so if you get a nice, cheerful voice when you call 404-872-0750, don't be alarmed. It's just Casey. He's a nice guy, unlike Chuck, who's uh, a little gruff, a little rough. A little Grinch. Uh, yeah, but he's he's Grinch-like, but but we love him anyway. Uh, coming up in one hour, we're going to play Would You Rather with little Sanjay. In the meantime, continue to take your calls about the breaking news we led this store, uh, show off with. Out of uh, Griffin, Spalding County, uh, the school system there is going to go virtual tomorrow after the deaths of several transportation staff members. Three have died. Two bus drivers and a bus monitor have all died. Not confirmed to be COVID-related, but that is the assumption. Uh, it, it wouldn't make sense otherwise, I don't think, if they weren't worried about the spreading of, of a disease, right? If, if it was Anyway, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. You can do that. Uh, we'll continue to take calls on that. What should the school system do? 404 872 0751-800-WSB-TALK. And the popu- uh, the the possibility of a new city, uh, the cleanliness of Tokyo, the diversity of New York, and the social services of Stockholm. That's what billionaire Mark Lohr has outlined in his vision of the city. It's going to be called Deborah Green. Um, and I lost it. I lost the name of it now. Something <laughs> like Tolosa. 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 I don't like that name. But anyway. It's too much like Tesla. I think I understand what they're doing. Uh, because, and they mentioned in, in the uh, article that, you know, cities have never been planned around people. And that's why, you know, if you look at Atlanta, Atlanta, I love Atlanta with all my heart, but it's not a very well planned out city. No, it's just not. You look at the, all I have to do is mention the I-20 connector interchange. I mean, that's, that's just, that shouldn't happen. It couldn't just give us a grid system. Yeah. No. The, but so imagine, imagine a city where it's all autonomous vehicles and you can walk to work and, that's anyway, that's the pipe dream vision of uh, the folks behind this. What would uh, a city need to get you to move to it, Longoria? Again, I'm I'm too old. If I was 20, 21, fresh out of yeah, school, yeah, yeah. I would check it out. Age. I'm set in my ways now. Yeah, Is there anything yeah. that could get you to, to move to a new a city? A Whataburger. A Whataburger. Yeah. There you go. For me, it would Number one. obviously be a casino. A yeah, casino would get me to move there. Yeah. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Ted's in Atlanta. Ted, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How yeah. are you, sir? Thanks very much. Uh, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, good. I was trying to turn my speaker off. Anyway, 
uh, there it is. So this idea that it has to be a future city, so that one of the criteria where it is, uh, excuse me, everybody was going to live within uh, 15 minutes from their place of employment. I believe that's that's the goal. Yeah. Right. Well, I have an idea that I've had for the last. Um, well, actually, my whole adult life, but I really put some thought to it and was think, thinking, how could I do it? I believe that we should have a job bartering program right here in Atlanta because 80% of the people that work are not what you would consider vital people to any organization. You've got laborers, you've got office workers, you've got, you know, uh, anything. So, uh, real, under... real quick, explain the barter situation for, to me. I'm okay, not... fine. So we would barter employees that work from in Gwinnett that live in Marietta for uh, employees that live in Gwinnett. In oh, words, I see. So Longoria right, lives so, in Cobb but works in Midtown, and I could swap out someone, you know, I could let him do a job in Cobb County and get someone in here from Midtown. So everybody would register their name and their and their position, what yeah. they do, and then all the companies wow. come together with everybody they're willing to barter and the people that are willing to be bartered, and that's such a that's such a unique idea, Ted. I can't tell if it's brilliant or horrible. That I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, like it's such, so if you're not worth bartering, you're just screwed. You get to I guess, yeah. I guess. So you Chuck, like, values Chuck, that. Chuck would be screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck would be screwed. Brad joins us in Auburn. Brad, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Uh, not too much. One thing I had issue with you talking about the the city is you mentioned no. Diesel or gas-powered vehicles. Yeah, so their goal is to have all self-driving electric vehicles. That's the goal of this city. I don't know if it's doable or not, but that that's their goal. Well, I'm a construction guy, and I was just curious, how are they going to build it? <laughs> that's a gr- Maybe it doesn't start until after the construction. Like they'll they'll well, let they'll let the heavy equipment in first, and then once it's done, then then there's no more uh, fossil fuel vehicles. So after the first twenty years, when they start, <laughs> once they get it built, then I then guess they, then they outlaw electric vehicles. Maybe it's just for transportation. Maybe you know, like just uh, for folks commuting. I don't know, to be honest with you. But that's a great point. That's a great point because, as far as I know, those big cranes that uh, you see in Midtown and Downtown Atlanta, uh, you know, and and the big uh, dirt movers, th- those aren't electric. Tesla's not making that dump truck yet. No, they're all running on diesel fuel. <laughs> they, so. Exactly right. Exactly. Interesting. Brad, would you have any uh, desire to live in, in this, quote, new city? Yeah, as long as I can still have my diesel truck and <laughs> I, I, I've done some stuff for that city. There you go. Appreciate it, Brad. Yeah. I mean, on paper, it sounds good, I guess. Until the electric grid goes. and. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another problem. That's why they shouldn't do it in Texas. Longoria can tell you. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That won't be able to handle it. I mean, honestly, just climate-wise, like along the Appalachian Trail seems so much more appealing to me than the desert somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have no uh, no desire to live in a desert. But, I mean, there's Vegas, so. There is Vegas. Uh, <laughs> 404-872-0750-1-800-WSB-TALK. Again, under 15 minutes. Chris Chandler is going to be back with the latest news headlines, including uh, an update that President Trump, former President Donald Trump, is coming here to a rally at the end of the uh, month down in Perry, Georgia. We'll have the latest on that. Kathy joins us next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Kathy. Hello. Hello, darling. Hello. How are you? I am just calling in because I am a current bus driver, and I also at one time worked for the um, Griffin Spalding County School Bus System. Interesting. So I want your initial reaction, then I've got a bunch of questions for you, if you don't mind. Okay. 
um, my initial reaction is because I've been involved with what's been going on the last three weeks, just because I know a lot of the drivers. Um, it, it's just heartbreaking. And um, I know that the drivers, they were running 18 to 20 drivers short Oof. Uh, a day for the last three weeks. Well, just simply because everyone, right? Like restaurants are running short. It, uh, right. Teachers are running short. So they right. were, they were right. shorthanded to begin with. Right. So um, they were, but then several of the drivers had coat uh, had, I shouldn't, don't need to say, but they were out sick. And then, then of course, um, three of the drivers now passed away passed away. Yeah. So All right, it, I, I have some questions now. You ready, Kathy? Yes. Um, the drive, the, the bus drivers down at Griffin Spalding, are they uh, considered employees of the school district or of the bus company? Of the school district. Okay. They are employed by the school district. Gotcha. That's actually better for them, I think, than to be a uh, contractor. Right? Yeah, exactly. Do we know if, if uh, the drivers uh, are, are um, forced to wear masks while they're driving? Do they, do the bus drivers have they to wear masks? Are, they are, yes. Okay, good. They but the students are not. Oh, the students are required to be in masks. On the bus, yes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. But I don't know how well that works with, you know, children. But I I do know the drivers were required to wear masks as as they were driving. Do you know if the drivers were required to be vaccinated or not? Um, No, but they did uh, have a big in the spring. Um, They had two different days that it was set up just for the school system to go through a drive-through vaccination. Because of the shortage and, and the unfortunate deaths down in uh, Spalding County, do you foresee this becoming a bigger issue metro-wide where we're going to just not have enough people to drive the kids to school? Well, I can see it as an issue just because you just can't hire anybody to come in and start driving, unfortunately, due to the training, and then you have to get a special endorsement on your driver's license to be able to drive a school bus. So it's just such a process. Yeah, no doubt. Real quick, uh, pre-COVID, what was, what, what was the average school bus driver making per year? Do you know? Mm, about, I'd say about so ten to $12,000 a year. Wow, that's even and less than I thought. Unless you pick up extra. Yeah, it's, it's always about the extra shift. Kathy, like that, right. invaluable call. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks. We'll come back. Jim is actually a Spalding County bus driver. We'll get to him next. And you, 404-872-0750. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. News and Talk with Mark Aram. We're listening to Mark Aram, and we know we're going to have a good time. Weekdays, 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour is sponsored by Comcast Business. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. 83 degrees on Peachtree Street. Seven on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Three minutes away from the latest news from Chris Chandler. Jim joins us uh, on the phone. Jim is actually a bus driver in Spalding County. Jim, welcome to the show. I'm I'm sorry for the loss of your coworkers, buddy. It, it happens, unfortunately. What What do you know um, that you can hi, share with us about this? Um, actually, I don't know much because I just got back from being on COVID break. How, so you tested positive got, for COVID, so you were unable to uh, drive the bus for how long? I was unable to drive the bus for ten days. I just got back today, just in time to turn around and go home and sit on my butt for another 
Wow. Several days. Now, just to be clear, again, uh, three people, uh, two drivers and a monitor uh, have passed away recently, but we're not sure if these were COVID-related or not. But it seems to me the way the school district's treating it that they probably think this might have something to do with COVID-19. I can't answer that. I can say that it's more likely that we're shutting down because we have a lack lack of drivers. So you think it's just an overall driver shortage? What has what the bus company said to you? Any communication on what's going on and what's going to happen in the future? Uh, right now, we're three to seven days out of work. And it's the county, not a bus driver, not a bus company, but the actual school county that's talking to us. And we got, letting up, got told last night about five o'clock that this is all going to happen today. Yeah. And so you had a, basically an unpaid vacation coming up now. Um, I'm not certain about that. Understood. Last year, the county was very nice and kept us at our pay rate. What's, uh, afford to do that this what's year. the bus protocol right now as far as you wearing a mask, the kids wearing a mask? What's supposed to happen on the bus? Anytime there's at least one other person on the bus, it doesn't matter where that student or other person is on that bus, the driver has to wear a mask. All students are required to wear a mask once they get on the bus. We have masks right at the door. As soon as they come on the bus, if they don't have a mask, I hand them a mask. And, but we know kids, now, though. Do kids keep them on or no? Some of them do. Some of them don't. I can't sit there and drive safely down the road sure. and monitor every child behind me, whether they wear their mask or not. Some of them have it just under their nose. Some of them have it under their chin. Some of them wear full masks. Interesting. J- uh, Jim, I, uh, do you mind if, if can you hang on through the news break? I got a couple more questions for you because I, I find sure. this... Uh, you know, a very important local story. So if you don't mind, hang on. We'll get back to you after news, weather, and traffic. Jim, a bus driver down in Spalding County, shedding some light on the situation. The breaking news have been covering there. Uh, Br- Griffin Spalding School is going to be virtual starting tomorrow after two bus drivers and a bus monitor have died. Again, we don't know if the deaths were COVID-related or not. Chris Chandler with news. Then we'll come back on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 539, 21 in front of 6 o'clock. Mark Aram and the bananas at your beck and call till 7 in the p.m. Coming up in exactly 30 minutes. Little Sanjay and Would You Rather. And if your commute ends, don't worry. You can continue to listen to the show in your house with your smart speaker. Just say play 95.5 WSB. Continuing uh, our coverage of this sad uh, conversation, the sad story out of Griffin Spaulding. Uh, two bus drivers and a, mo- and a uh, bus monitor passed away, uh, leaving the school system no option to move to virtual learning starting tomorrow through the end of the week. We are continuing with Jim, who is a bus driver in Spaulding County. Jim had COVID, just got back off the COVID uh, DL, and now uh, as you're getting ready to get back to work you're told you can't work anymore uh jim i appreciate you hanging on through the news uh do you know how you caught no how you caught covid19 were you able to trace the source of it um honestly i think i caught it from another bus driver oh really so he might be spreading inside the bus the bus depot if you will it is and are, if you don't mind me asking are you vaccinated I am. And and how was how was your experience as a vaccinated individual that that had COVID nineteen? What how 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 bad did it hit you? Well, I was lucky. I didn't get to go to the hospital. That's that's a good had thing. Had I not been vaccinated, <laughs> I probably would have gone to the hospital. What did you have? Severe symptoms with the loss of taste. Like, what was your experience? Loss of taste, headache for an entire week. Oof. Um, 
you know, sore, body sore all over, mm-hmm. um, sore throat, nasal uh, congestion. Are, are I you, didn't have the coughing though. That's good. Are you back to a hundred percent now? Do you feel, do you feel okay? Uh, I'm back to work. You know, I wouldn't say I was at a hundred percent. Um, probably more like 85. Yeah. And has I'm the, able to get out, go out and do things. The taste and smell. And I miss uh, my kids. Oh, sure. The taste, no. still, still no taste or smell. I have taste. It's just not the same. Not what it was. I drink Coke Zero routinely. I didn't mean to do that. I drink a certain (laughs) soft drink routinely. That's fine. Coke Zero is great. It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't? It doesn't taste the same. All right. Have you you ever had the Cherry Coke Zero? I have. Yeah, that's my my go-to. I like that. Longoria, you're a big Dr. Pepper guy. Yes. And you've given (laughs) up soda. I have. I haven't had one since uh, Father's Day. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Before that, it was like four months. Now, you could, I mean, I don't know what your dietary restrictions are, Longoria, but Mm. Coke Zero, Jim, Jim's a fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Or the Diet Dr. Pepper, are you just not allowed to have any soft drinks? No, no, but, but, I mean, Diet Dr. Pepper doesn't taste like real Dr. Pepper. I I think it tastes just like it. It really doesn't. You say no. All right. I'm going to have to hang up on Jim now. Or, you know, disagree with the host. Well, Longoria had COVID as well. Remember, he brought it here. So that might have yeah. changed his taste. Exactly. Yeah, your taste buds. Jim, uh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you checked in. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, if you call back uh, as, as the situation develops. Give us an update on, on what's going on down there. As soon as I find out, I'll give you a holler. My man, Jim in Spalding County. Thank you so much. And uh, again, uh, you know, just doing, doing uh, such a... Uh, a tough job with, with little to no fanfare that, you know, bus drivers are paid poorly. They got to get on Atlanta roads twice a day. That's no fun. And they, they have the well being of your kids in their hands. That's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. It's Grant and Decula. Grant, welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on? Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Listen, just checking in as a loyal listener. Just want to check in. And I only want to say, first of all, my condolences to the families of the bus drivers. That's terrible. It's horrible. For sure. Uh, and and I and I feel very bad about that. Uh, other than that, just checking in. Want to say hello. And I will say this: uh, as far as the uh, Tesla, the Testarossa, whatever the place is, <laughs> I don't I don't want to live there unless they have Mark Aram and the bananas. We will. Uh, well, you can listen to us in the new uh, the new Tesla city. What is what is it called? Tesarosa. Tell. Telerosa. Telerosa. You can listen on the WSB radio app. Maybe that could be his demand. Everyone has a smart speaker. There you go. I, but most people do these days. Uh, Jerry's in McDonough. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Mark? What's cooking, Jerry? Uh, I was a bus driver when I was in high school. That's about 40 years ago. So you were one of those so, high school kids that actually drove the bus. Yes, but now some of the things that probably didn't tell you is they governed the school bus down to 35 mile an hour, so we couldn't drive no faster than 35. Oh, they had the technology to make it so you couldn't go that fast. Well, yeah, they had it, but, you know, some of us knew how to rig it to go a little faster. So. <laughs> now, what did but, you get paid? I'm hoping you got paid for that, yes. Jerry, right? Oh, yes, 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 we did, but it was it was minimal. So I think it's like we got paid monthly, it's like $100 a month or something. Did yeah, you think that was I just mean. absolutely bananas that they would let a high school kid drive the bus? No, because I, we grew up. Well, we grew up, and the students was driving the whole time, so we looked forward to it. Wow! Can you imagine them doing that right now in twenty twenty one, Jerry? Well, well, but see, because it ain't a, the kids now. They they wouldn't last three months. Cause no, if you got that, any kind of citation, you was you were done. 
They wouldn't so last means, three three think- days. I could just picture, uh, you know, 16-year-olds driving the bus, like, taking selfies for Instagram, like, hey. Man, look at my kids. Side hustle. <laughs> side hustle. Hey. It's for the gram. Unbelievable. Uh, coming up in 15 minutes, Chris Chandler with the very latest on uh, the news around town, including former President Donald Trump heading back to Georgia at the end of September. Uh, we'll come back. I got to tell you. Uh, well, I got to tell you a story that involves fantasy football, but it doesn't involve fantasy football. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. He's like this really nice, friendly, warm guy. Entertaining. I love his real life story. Local. His music tastes are pretty spectacular. Plugged in. He's got it really rocking and rolling. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Coming up after the news break at 6. Would you rather with little Sanjay? Quick question, Deborah Green. Do you play any sort of fantasy sports? I have in the past, not anymore. Soccer, maybe? Uh, No, I actually did football with my brother, but I won twice and he kicked me out. So I've got, uh, (laughs) oh, wow, really? Yeah, because I I put no thought (laughs) and effort into it and he got all angry at me. Uh, So I, I, as Longoria knows, I love fantasy uh, football and fantasy baseball. I've got an auction tonight. Um... But this has nothing to do. I, I mean, I will never talk about my fantasy team on the air. No one cares about anyone else's fantasy team. No. But I had a fantasy draft a couple weeks ago in this league. It's a great league. The loser uh, has has to buy lunch for the next year's draft. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's incentive not to come in last right, place. Right. And we ordered uh, the guy had he six hundred dollars worth of Nancy's pizza. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Did y'all eat that much? No. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> like everyone took a deep dish pizza home. Yeah, yeah. But there's this this new owner in the league, and he's a lawyer, and he was telling us about he liked the 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 loser pays lunch the next year, but he was telling about a league he was in that the last place team of the league had to take the SATs. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I, yes. I hated them the first time. Exactly. And this guy that was new to our league came in last place and he had to take the SAT. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that's the worst punishment I could ever do. Yeah, I don't want to take So I was very test. curious about this. I was like, and this is a lawyer. Like, this is a smart dude, right, way right, smarter right. than me. I'm the only non lawyer in this league. I don't know how I got in there. <laughs> okay. um, but I was like, well, did you, did you like prep for it? He goes, yeah. He goes, I studied. He goes, I didn't want to be embarrassed and, and do it. And he went to, he, you know, he was like 35 when he had to take them. And apparently you're allowed to do it. You just got to pay this. And he showed up to this high school. They were taking everyone, <laughs> sees this old guy coming in. But here's what blew me away. He got uh, 800 on the verbal portion of the SATs. That's a perfect score. Yeah. I've never heard of I anyone I don't remember even what the getting the perfect score on verbal. I've heard of people getting the perfect score in, in the math. But the verbal, I was like, "Holy smokes!" He goes, "Yeah, I was." He goes, "I was, I was pretty impressed with that." He got like fourteen eighty total. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I just thought that what a horror. I'd rather buy lunch than have yeah. to deal with you, even if there's no pressure. Sitting and uh, taking a test for three I think hours. I'd be more stressed out now than it actually mattered when I was a kid. Yeah, basically. Uh, I probably so, wouldn't even study like I did back then either. <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking. I think whoever of the four of us, whoever has the least amount of stars of the show at the end of the year, uh, has to take the SAT. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down with that. Chuck's taking the SAT. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, would you rather on the Mark Aram Show? Man. Craig, been hanging on way too long, buddy. What's going on, my friend? Not much. Nice to talk to you. I appreciate you taking my call. My pleasure. What do you got cooking? 
Well, I, I'm a big sports nut. Uh, I, I'm. A, you won't believe my age. I'm 65 years old, and I can remember the days of Larry Munson when he done Braves baseball. Oh yeah. How about the dogs? By the way, number two in the AP poll. Number two in the poll. Uh, I saw some, and I always say that I never think of myself, Mark, as being blind. I always see. So, I always say saw. Like I, when I say watch, I watch TV. You understand the the concept. Understood. Craig, can you hang on? I hate to have you hang on more, but we got a break for news, weather, and traffic. Can you, go can you ahead. hang on? I'm fine. You're fine, Mark. Just go ahead. All right, Craig. Uh, Craig, we'll get back to you in just a second. Plus, Tom Jones from Channel 2 is going to join us after the news update. You, you heard about that story about the tragic elevator death? Tom's covering that story, and we'll get it the latest from him in just a minute. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way, stole my Jesus fish. He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. 639, 21 in front of seven again. Chuck off all week. I'm uh, going to get back to Craig in South Georgia. I'm going to get back to you in just a second, but I want to update this story. I haven't had a chance to talk about it. The tragic death of a... Uh, of a youngster, uh, Jamarcus Farland, trapped in an elevator in Atlanta high-rise. Joining us live, covering the story for Channel 2 Action News, our buddy Tom Jones. Tom, how are you, sir? Doing good, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. This this story just, uh, it, it, it uh, awful, yeah. awful story. What do we need to know about this? Uh, well, the family returned to Atlanta today. They're from uh, Missouri and uh, returned. They're still trying to get answers into how this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a news conference today. They have attorneys now. And what I found interesting at that news conference was uh, Jamarcus's stepfather told me that initially he heard from the school that uh, Jamarcus was just stuck in an elevator and everything was going to be okay. And just, uh, yeah, just hang tight. We'll get him out. And then it became your son died. And he goes, how does he die getting stuck in an elevator? And they told him, he says that he had a heart attack. Well, turned out he had been crushed by that elevator. Uh, they want to know how this elevator malfunctioned, what happened. Uh, the attorneys say that it hadn't, uh, it wasn't uh, licensed. It hadn't been inspected in years. Uh, the apartment managers say that it was inspected in 2019 and was due for another inspection in 2024. They say they hadn't had any problems with it. But I heard from a woman who had a business in that building in 2017. She showed me a letter where she complained about the elevator and other issues with that building. So uh, we're going to find out exactly what happened and how this happened and how what type of shape that building was in. At some point, there was also a surveillance video of this incident. The family alleges that it was doctored. They got a copy of it. It was altered. so it's a lot to learn about this thing. Just really bizarre, isn't it? Tom Jones joining us from Channel 2 Action News on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Jamarcus was a football player at what at what school, Tom? He, he was, you know, this this is one of those hybrid-type schools uh, that, that are designed for kids who want to go to college, who want to 
play sports and they just don't have the grades gotcha. or they don't have the video to get into the college that they want. So this is where they can go and get their grades up and they can get some, play some games and get some video to send to these scouts to get to a division one or whatever school they desire. So that's what this school, the purpose of the school is. I know uh, originally uh, the, the, I guess it was the apartment uh, building uh, people said that there were too many people in the elevator uh, and, and the Jamarcus's family denies that, and that's where that uh, possibly uh, allegedly altered uh, video comes in, the security video? Yeah, the, the uh, apartments allege that there were 16 people in that video, 16 athletes, actually, and they said that that put the elevator over the 3,000-pound limit, and they believe that's what led to the incident. I talked to an elevator expert who says, no matter how many people that were on that elevator, it shouldn't have made uh, that this happen, this type of incident happen. And uh, the McFarland's parents' attorneys say uh, that that elevator should have been able to hold up to 18 people. I contacted the insurance commissioner's office to see if that was actually the case. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. So it's in dispute about how much weight that elevator could have held just, and how many people were on it. Just an awful story. Uh, Atlanta police leading this investigation, or, or has this gone up the chain of command? Actually, the Atlanta Fire Department uh, oh. was in charge of, of the initial investigation. I understand right now that that's all up to the state insurance commissioner's office to do a full investigation and determine what happened. Gotcha. Tom Jones, Channel 2 Action News. A horrible story, but thanks for joining yeah. us, my friend. You're welcome. Anytime, brother. There you go. Tom Jones. That's just awful. For elevators freak me out anyway. I won't even take the elevators in this building anymore. People get trapped in them too often. All right. I'm so sorry, Craig. I had to take that. The floor is yours, my friend. What can I do for you? Well, are they going to play the baseball game or is that still up in the air? Are they going to be able to play the game at Truist Park tonight? I don't. Uh, you Weather-wise, you mean? Yeah. Going by listening to some of your forecasts, you know, while I was waiting and I was just trying to get an idea as to whether they were going to play the game. As far as I know, first pitch is at 720 at Truist Park. Now, there might be a rain delay or delays, but I think I right. think we're good to go. Right. Well, yeah, Georgia's number two in the nation this week. Yeah, that was a that was a, a tense game. I, I was very uh, – I lacked confidence that they'd be able to beat Clemson, but they did it. And I talked to Neil Hondo Williamson before the show, part of the Bulldogs broadcast, and I was like, well, what about – you know, the offense was kind of – he said, Clemson's defense is one of the best in the nation. Don't you worry about the Georgia offense. They'll be fine once uh, once they start SEC play. So, hey, number two in the nation, Craig. It's not number one, but, heck, that's a pretty good start hey, to the we'll, year. We'll take number two. Exactly. Craig, appreciate it. Thanks for hanging on so long. Uh, I really do uh, appreciate you listening and calling in. Uh, we're going to get to Robert talking about the bus driver story when we come back on a Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. 6.53, 7 in front of 7 tomorrow on the show. Deborah Green tells me we've got a great millennial scheduled for Millennial Match Game. Very excited about that. And Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. We missed both Millennial Match Game and the fast food review because uh, we were off yesterday. So Johnny's uh, chomping at the bit. He's got a lot of fast food news to pass along to us. Uh, Robert's been uh, hanging on through the break. Robert, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How can I help you, sir? Yes, uh, Mark. I have a different perspective on the uh, bus driver shortage that uh, – and I've, uh, for seven and a half years, was a bus transportation professional, which other people call bus drivers. Okay. And up until Friday, I was employed by one of the largest uh, districts in the state, in the Atlanta area, 
And uh, I had decided to leave the job. And I left the job really for uh, one main reason. It was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Four weeks ago, I had asked for an ADA accommodation uh, from the uh, HR department of this school district. And it was fully documented by me as well as my doctor that in the accommodation request was originally no mask. And then we got in the interview said, I'm sure my doctor would accept a face shield because of my medical situation. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they decided that they didn't want to address me. Yes or no. They just ignored my request. So you, so you requested they, you didn't want to wear a mask. That was the request. Uh, I didn't want to wear a mask, but wanted to wear a face shield. Okay. Instead. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the face shield seemed to be a, a good uh, compromise given my medical situation. And uh, they didn't bother to get back to me a yes or a no, or maybe they just ignored my request. And uh, based on the submittal of an ADA request, I was a little surprised that they would ignore it. Yeah. Given the shortage. I mean, I saw an internal memo last week that, uh, last week there were 90 plus drivers short for this particular large County. I, I'm not going to, let me, let me jump in for a second, Robert. I'm not sticking up for the school district. Cause I don't know what, but my original, my first thought is, uh, mm-hmm. I, I know that, you know, a- anything that has to deal with schools, they have to go through their lawyers. Right. So I, I'm sure. not, I'm not excusing them, but they probably said they probably had to push that to the, 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 uh, school district's attorneys and be like, this is what Robert wants. Or can can this happen? But they should have gotten back to you and let you know that that was what was going on. Yeah, specifically, I said to him that let me know who I can call uh, HR, the general uh, email, who I can call and talk to to see how long the process lasts. And so I'm not asking for a yes or no now. Yeah. But they wouldn't even tell me who to communicate with to find out how long the process uh, lasts. So when you have uh, not air-conditioned buses, and I and I drove a general education bus for elementary, middle school, and high school, and when you're 90-plus degrees with mask on with no air conditioning, sure, yeah. it's, it's tough. quite a well, challenge for anyone. Look at the look at the bright side of the story, Robert. You're now officially retired. You're a, I, I am <laughs> retired. I had seven and a half years. I left all my retirement with him because you have to be there 10 years. Oh, I'm but sorry, But it wasn't Robert. worth my bad health. Understood. Robert, uh, I, I got to run. Thank you for the call. And keep us posted if you get back into the fold. Let's do star of the show, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, Taisha Fernandez joined us. Tom Jones joined us. They both get stars of the show. And how about young Casey? Screening calls for Chuck. Is he already gone? He's just like Chuck. He just bailed. He just left. All right, I, I pulled it back then. He doesn't get star of the show. He was so close to getting star of the show. He's out of here. He didn't even say goodbye. Wow. All right. call you sir. So uh, he did he call did me call sir. You, sir. Uh, now still, I'm pulling it. Taisha Fernandez and Tom Jones get star of the show. Tomorrow, Millennial Match Game, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. We will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, it's Mark Aram WSB. Be safe. Have a good Tuesday night, Atlanta. To a simpler place and time. Of the Mark Aaron Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. 
Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. 